Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Thanks to Craig Heiss for getting us up to date. Much appreciate everybody tuning into the show as always. Welcome back. Grant and Danny on the fan. Danny is out today. We're taking you up to 6.30 this evening. On the docket the rest of the way, I want to talk about Chase Young in his second game back with the Commanders as he gets ready for his first game at FedEx Field since unfortunately, tore his ACL on that surface last football season. And we'll also predict Carson Wentz's stat line against the Cleveland Browns. But right now I want to go to the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter to Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today. Visit BetQL.com. Our buddy Logan Paulson joins me right now. Nobody sharper in this town to break down ball with than old Logie. How are you, pal? Happy holidays, man. I'm good, man. Happy holidays to, to you, too. How did uh, Christmas do for the kids? Oh, they crushed it. Santa was too good. Oh, good. Excellent. Yeah, Santa's a beast. My uh, my son, who will be, he just turned two in December, a week ago. Yep. Uh, he wanted a ball hoop, which was a basketball hoop. <laughs> so he got a little Tykes basketball hoop that he's been dunking on and, and making a lot of shots on. Very impressive. And yep. my uh, my daughter wanted a crib for her doll. And okay. a purple sparkly guitar and a mermaid toy, and she got all those things. Oh, dude, when you're that age, I mean, you just you're just making out like a bandit every Christmas, I would think. Oh, they're so fired up, dude. We started. <laughs> we they ripped into their first present at five fifty eight in the morning. <laughs> like, not an exaggeration. That's an actual time. I don't doubt it. We have to put some strict regulations on present opening time. Nothing before eight o'clock, which is. I mean, they'll wake you up at 5.30, but no presents open until 8. And I plan on doing that. My kids are a little younger than yours. When my kids are right. old enough to, like, understand time and everything, 1,000% <laughs> that's going to happen. But we didn't really have a choice this year. It was either yeah. they're going to open it without us down there watching or, or you know, <laughs> or we're going to get to enjoy it, too. So that's the way it went. Uh, what would you make right. of Rivera going back to Wentz and the, the least surprising quarterback change ever? Yeah, I was just about to say, I mean, this is not surprising at all. I think, you know, even if Taylor, you know, I think Taylor did some really good things in the first half of that San Francisco game. I think you saw some really high-level um, execution on third down, third and long situations. Um, but I ultimately think that no matter what he did in that game, this was a transition that was going to happen. And that it's not an indictment of Taylor Heineke necessarily, but like we've talked about before, like everyone's talked about in this town, you know, you gave this guy $28 million. This is a very Spartan quarterback market at the moment. 
You're probably not going to be picking at a point where you can draft a quarterback without doing some gymnastics and trading. I'm not saying that's 100% certain, but you need to make sure that Carson Wentz, this gentleman that you gave up draft capital for, is or is not the answer moving forward, at least in the next year. And right now, through six games, there has not been a large enough sample size to make that determination, in my opinion. So I totally understand this. This is a good defense to have him come back against. They're very consistent in what they do. A lot of cover three, man in short yardage situations, very similar to what Jack does. There should be a lot of kind of, oh, I saw this in practice from Carson, which again gives him a good opportunity to show you what he can do. There seems to be kind of a transition in Scott Turner's mentality and approach, which should help Carson as well. But yeah, I, I think this is expected. I think this is necessary. I think you've got to make these kind of determinations if you want to be kind of, if you're, if you're looking towards the future, which I think any good organization, any, any staff should be. So it sounds like you get the sense that going back to Wentz isn't just about right now, but really it's about them finding out if he's going to be the guy next year. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a huge factor in this. I think obviously they want to know, they, they think that Carson gives them a little bit of ad. When you talk to Ron Rivera, he's very adamant saying, you know, Carson's arm talent gives you stuff that Taylor's arm talent doesn't. And I think that's obvious, but I also think you're trying to, you're trying to figure out what you got and you're trying to see if that investment you made is going to be paying dividends. And, um, and quite frankly, I want to see the same thing. You know, I think, you know, if you look at the season stat lines up until this point, the, the Carson stat lines versus the Taylor stat lines are kind of similar. Obviously, start, uh, Carson has a little bit more big plays in terms of huge explosive plays, but, um, you know, passing percentage, completion percentage, all those types of things, very similar. I think this is just to kind of see if Carson kind of taking a little bit of hiatus, learning the offense a little bit better, puts you in a better position for 2023. Logan Paulson with us on Grant and Danny. On the fan, design a game plan against the Browns from a schematic standpoint and a play calling standpoint. Now you're in charge going into Sunday. What are you trying to do? Yeah, you know, this is a question I get a lot, and I always have to preface it by saying what I would do is not necessarily what Scott would do, and what what I would do kind of looks more like what Kyle Shanahan would well, do. Hang, wanna... hang on a second, but before you keep going, explain yes, that. Sure. What, what do you mean what you would do and what Scott would do are different? Well, so my offensive background, my offensive tree, as it were, is very different than Scott's. You know, he's is well documented coming from his dad. This Norv Turner offense, where you want to kind of push the ver- the ball vertically to open up the mid game passing game. I'm kind of the opposite of that. I want to run the football, do some play action shots, move the pocket, give the defense a whole bunch of different things to look out out of the same fronts. So I want our, I want my run and my pass fronts to look very similar, and that's not necessarily something that Scott abides by 100. percent there's elements of that, but I want to live and die by that sword. So if I'm cultivating a, a game plan for, for the Browns, I'm saying, what are our best runs? It's probably duo, counter, inside zone with some type of truck variation off of it where you pin down by the tight end and pull the tackle to attack the perimeter and the jet sweep action off of it. I want a version of all those in, but I want them out of the same formations, and I want passes out of those same formations. When we get into third and long situations, we can get into some different passing looks, kind of more spread outlooks, but I want early downs. I don't want the defense to know what we're doing, and I want to put Carson and the offensive line in the best position to be successful because I don't want the defense to be able to key off on what we're doing. I hope Scott embraces elements of that because at times this year he's shown the ability to do that. Um, But I think at his core, offensively, his philosophy differs. He wants to get back in the gun, throw the ball deep, open the field up that way. Um, uh, And again, like I don't necessarily abide by that, Um, but this is a week to do it, like I said, because the, uh, the Cleveland Bounds are, are relatively straightforward in their defensive philosophy. Logan, why don't they, or why can't they, 
just run the exact same thing they've been running with Taylor Heineke with Carson Wentz. And if they do that, wouldn't you just get a more productive passing game with a successful rushing attack that wears the defense down? Yeah, I mean, that would be kind of conventional logic, and I think there will be elements of that. But I don't. I think another reason they want to make this change, they want to make this transition, is they want to kind of see the final form of this offense or a form that more resembles what they know and what they're familiar with from their time in Carolina, right? And so I think getting Carson in there, they feel allows them to do that best, open up, get to different play-action pass concepts, which I think is totally appropriate, but also get to different drop-back passing concepts. And I think, you know, that's what Scott and this offense wants to be. I think Ron and him are always kind of in some type of push-pull relationship of Ron kind of reminding Scott how this offense fits within the context of the team in terms of special teams and defense, and Scott trying to to be an innovative offensive mind. And so there is this kind of push-pull here, and I do think that um, Carson – in in the offense that Taylor's running is a more efficient Carson Wentz, but I also think you're going to see uh, you're going to see Scott try to push that envelope a little bit in terms of offensive creativity and get into stuff that he is more comfortable with. And the reason I say he is more comfortable with that is because you look at the first couple plays of the Giants game, like they're in the gun, they're off with the back offset, they're trying to throw dropback stuff, they're 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 in these gun run situations. I don't think he wants to be under center. I don't think he wants to be kind of three yards on a cloud of dust to set up the play-action pass shot. I think he wants to do it differently, and I would expect to see elements of that. Not entirely. I expect to see elements of that this weekend. It's going to be 58 degrees, by the way. The Browns <laughs> don't stop the run. Like this, as you said earlier in the conversation, it sets up as a really nice landing spot for Wentz to get back in there, doesn't it? I mean, I think 100%. I think that this defense, you know, like they run – they're simple defensive structure from a coverage standpoint. I think they're kind of running into some, some of the same things that this defense had early in the season. They're, they kind of they present simplicity, but there's complex rules based on different formations and different fronts and different personnel that they need to adjust. They seem to be missing those uh, coaching points, um, and they give up big plays from a passing standpoint. The interior of their offensive line has some juice from a pass rush standpoint, but they've been – not very consistent in terms of stopping the run. So when I look at this, I say, man, like this matchup is, this favors Washington, right? This favors what they do well. Attack the middle of the defense, set up your play-action pass shots. They do have very outstanding or very talented, let's just say, coverage players in the back end. Ward kind of leading that group or headlighting that group. So I do think that this is a good opportunity for Wentz and this offense and the staff to kind of say, hey, Look at what Wentz can do when he's supported effectively by play calling and by a defense that's playing much, much better than they were earlier in the year. So I think that is probably also part of the motivation of bringing Carson back for this game. He's Logan Paulson. I'm Grant Paulson. Danny's out today. You're listening to the fan. All right, let's swing to the other side of the ball for a moment. When the commander's defense is on the field against the Browns, I like their defensive line's chances to wreck this game. The Browns' offensive front, as you've seen when you watch film, has struggled. They're super banged up here lately. What have you seen from Deshaun Watson, though, who looks super rusty? Super rusty? Yeah, I agree with that assessment, but I, I get nervous. You know, I kind of went in because that's been the national kind of storyline about him is that he is rusty, and that's 100% true. You watch the Houston game, and you say that's not a viable quarterback in, at any level of football. And you watch uh, the Baltimore game a little bit better, Bengals game a little bit better. And then, you know, I know his completion percentage was very, very low in the Saints game. I think it was 49%. 
But then if you look at the adjusted completion percentage, which basically gives you all drops as completions, he's at 75%. And he is absolutely dealing in portions of that game where he's escaping pressure, you know, getting the ball out of his hand quick, pushing the ball down the field, tight window throws in that deep third of the field. And I thought, man, like this, this game in this cold weather on this ice rink of a turf here looks like a guy that I played with in 2019. And looks like the guy in 2020 who was the third best graded quarterback in the NFL behind a Super Bowl winning Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Like that is the thing that kind of makes me nervous is he does seem to be progressing and he's had two kind of lackluster passing performance, you know, from a receiver drop standpoint, um, you know, because of weather, I think is what the Cleveland media would have you would lead you to believe. And so the fact that this is going to be a nice clear weather game and they're seeming to push each week more and more responsibility into Deshaun Watson's hands and on his plate, it makes me nervous, quite frankly, that he's going to come out and be dealing against the secondary in Washington that's a little bit banged up. So I think your your observation about the defensive line needing to show up, needing to be productive, is going to be absolutely critical because if this guy gets rolling, he's very, very talented. I just never worry about offenses that are run dominant against this defense. Like they're really good yeah. at stopping the run. And what when you and I were talking about the Giants and we were X and O in a little bit pregame, I worried some about Daniel Jones keeping the football because they in non traditional ways, like they get hit on the Ray Ray McLeod jet action for seventy plus, you know, Daniel Jones or Justin Fields as a quarterback running. Non traditionally speaking, you can hit them on some stuff. But just lining up and handing it to your running back, they've been awesome for months yeah. at this point. So Nick yeah. Chubb is their best player. Like This is the kind of offense I kind of want them to be, have to play in a big game. Yeah, I think that's 100% right. I think when you look at – that's been a really interesting kind of metamorphosis by the Cleveland Browns offense. Early in the, in, in the season, they're in the eye. You know, Chubb is seven yards deep. He's running downhill. He's super effective. And then all of a sudden, as – Deshaun's taking over. They're in the offset gun. They're doing a lot of this zone read stuff. They're kind of laying the foundation for like an RPO, you know, Philadelphia-ish, you know, New York Giants-ish based offense. And he's becoming no longer the feature. They're kind of shifting that again towards the Deshaun Watson thing, right? So it'll be really interesting because I do think the defensive line for Washington, the front of Washington matches up really well. But you know, in this game where the weather's really good and a team that's trying to transition to their multi-million dollar offseason acquisition, like how much of that are you actually going to see is my question. And, uh, and I'm, again, I'm, I'm really curious to see because they are kind of undergoing kind of this identity change around the quarterback position, and he does seem to be playing better. So, uh, again, like in terms of getting a lot of runs right at you right downhill, I'd be curious to see if they stick to that game plan the way they have over the last, you know, uh, 16 weeks of the season. So that to me is kind of the compelling storyline in this game is what Deshaun Watson do you get? And is he playing well enough that they just say, you know, bump the uh, run game, let's throw the football all over the yard. And uh, that would be very challenging for this commander's defense. Who's a better player, John Allen or Deron Payne? (laughs) That's a really good question. I think they both have their strengths and their weaknesses. I think, I think John is a better power player. I think he has a little bit more nuance to his game at the moment. I think Payne is the better athlete, more raw. But I think if you were kind of to say who has the higher upside, I think it would be um, Deron Payne ultimately. You know, he's still got a lot of growing to to do and kind of get to the point where Allen is at. But I think from an athletic potential standpoint, Payne is phenomenal. 
Uh, like I said, John Moore, power player with a little bit of quickness, um, who has evolved as a pass rusher over the last uh, two years since I've been covering him, kind of going from a pure power rusher to having some variation off of that, which has been pretty outstanding. So, yeah, I think they're both outstanding. But if I had to kind of bet on the future, I'd probably say Payne. But the uh, but the the margins there are so close, you can't go wrong with either one of those guys. I mean, would the GM Logan Paulson pay Payne when you've already paid Allen as a defensive tackle at that same position when you know you're going to have to pay Sweat? Everyone says you have to pay Chase Young. I'm not convinced of that yet, but I mean, we'll, we'll wait and see. You got plenty of time yeah. on on that one. But I I've, I said that the moment they signed Allen, it just didn't make sense to pay Payne as well because you have to pay yeah. him more. It's the same spot, right? D tackle. You got sweat yep. coming up, but now the season he's had, it's almost like he's giving you almost no choice but to at least use a franchise tag. What do you think? Yeah, I think the franchise tag is the way I would go with him. I think um, when you look at what he's done and what, look at what both of those those guys have done for the defense, you say, man, like this is a dangerous group when they have two dynamic interior playmakers quite frankly and the guys that are really helming the defense obviously cam curl is another guy that deserves a lot of credit jamin davis's evolution so it's not to say it's only those guys uh but you know obviously benjamin st juice as well but i do think that those guys are, are really good football players and um i think the the conundrum that you run into is is the value add with both of those those guys on the roster um significantly greater than if you were to say like big phil play the nose guard this year uh, Federian Mathis and um, and we can survive maybe having more value with a you know big free agent acquisition in terms of a secondary player like a cornerback or something like that so that's the question that I would kind of be milling over in my mind it doesn't seem correct to allocate all those resources to one position but Ron has a history uh, of wanting to do that you know we in a conversation he was like oh you know I wish I would have been able to keep Star Latui when I was in uh, Carolina and something that I look back on with a little bit of regret. And I think he kind of is looking at this situation with a similar lens. Obviously, he's going to have to evaluate a lot of different variables, but I do think that he, if he could, he would absolutely keep both guys because I think he feels that that is, that is the way to win defensively is win inside with outstanding playmakers, and right now they have two of them. He's Logan Paulson. He has never eaten a carb. And he doesn't uh, use electricity, which is pretty incredible. So at the start of the new year, Logan, I'm I'm trying to do a bit where I'm a little healthier. So okay. I'm thinking like about I'm, I'm thinking about uh, I'm in a competition with a couple buddies. So here are some yeah. of the categories we're texting now. Where we've come up with seven hours of sleep per night, you get one point because I don't get seven hours okay. very often. I've got um, I need a couple servings of vegetables a day. You get a point. Um, something within a caloric intake. Each of us can come up with our own number, but you got to stay under that. A step count, 30 minutes okay. of exercise per day, and you get a bonus two points if you hit everything in one day. Anything else Logan Paulson would say should, should be a one-point play other than getting the right sleep, eating some vegetables, keeping under a calorie count, and getting my steps and some exercise. Well, you know, it's interesting of those things, you know, because I have to advise a lot of people on weight loss just generally. If I was going to give you two things to prioritize, it would be the sleep and obviously your step count. I think people sleep on the step count more than anything because you lose you, your, your largest caloric expenditure from the day comes from not your actual workout, but rather your kind of just miscellaneous activity around the day. So 
you know, people that have kind of high metabolic rates, people say, they tend to be very fidgety and twitchy, and they're burning calories when they fidget and twitch. So by you taking steps into account, that is a way for you to just increase your caloric demand. And I think a lot of people just sleep on how effective that can be in terms of a weight loss strategy and in terms of helping you get better sleep at night. So I would say those two things are excellent that your buddies put them in there. And I would say really dial in on those, my friend. And oh, the other thing I would say is make sure that you're consuming, if you're trying to lose weight, if that's the goal, consume more protein at the beginning of your meal because it tends to satiate more than carbohydrate, for example, and tends to keep you fuller longer. There's a thermogenic effect associated with protein as well. So that would be my other thing. More protein in your diet, uh, uh, keep you fuller longer. Thermogenic. Silly, Logan. Dude, silly guy. Silly you, guy. you didn't know we were going to go. You didn't know we were going to type into uh, tap into Dr. Logan today, did you? <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that. It was kind of a kind of pleasant surprise. This is but my other hobby. We're you're so fired up to do it, though. You want to talk about, like, I, I wish I could use words now. I don't have a word to use, but you want to. You know the words. I want, I want to talk about the words all the time, yeah. Well, this is my other thing. This is my other part-time job. I do this, talk about football, talk about fitness. So to get to talk about two with one of my best buds is a pretty fantastic thing. boy, Logie, it is great to catch up with you. We will do it again real soon. All right, man. Appreciate you, bud. There's Happy Logan New Year. You. you too, man. Happy New Year. Kick off 2023 the right way. Go get your steps. He just doesn't get enough. I'm worried about Logan. He's out of shape. He just doesn't get enough steps or sleep. So it's bad what's happening with him. Just never in shape. All right, we will get you that injury report, uh, injury update from Ashburn today next, and then let's predict Carson Wentz's stat line against the Browns this weekend. I want to know attempts, completions, yards, touchdowns, picks. I want your Wentz stat line. 800-636-1067 on Grant and Danny. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Well, I think the biggest thing is he's he's more comfortable with what we're doing. That that was evident in, in the game, uh, in spite of the fact that you know they knew we were going to throw it. They they kept coming, and I thought he handled those situations very very well. You know, he got the ball out a couple times hot, um, got it out to where they needed to be thrown. Um, he threw some really nice balls. Uh, his decision making was very quick. So I, I, again, I just think that now he's had a little bit more of an opportunity to 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 see the rest of the offense, feel the rest of the offense. And um, I think that's that's a that's a big part of it. The other part, I think, is you know he got a little bit of a reset. You know, he he missed several games. He had an opportunity to to heal up, to to you know to to look and feel better. And I, I think that's exactly where he is right now. That's Ron Rivera on Carson Wentz, who's back in the saddle as the starting quarterback of the Commanders with two games to go. Cleveland Browns in town on Sunday. We have reached. The territory this season where every single game is now the biggest game of the year. That's what happens when you're playing critical football late into December into January. And on the first of the new year in 2023, Browns Commanders, 1 o'clock kick in Landover, Maryland. Before we talk Carson Wentz, which I want to do here, we actually haven't done that all day, believe it or not, on the Thursday before he is back on the field for the Commanders. Here's your injury update. This is via Ben Standing of The Athletic, who was out at the facility today. Did not practice. John Bostic, who's been playing a good bit at linebacker. They do have David Mayo back healthy as of last week, so that matters a little bit less if he's hurt. Offensive lineman Sadiq Charles, concussion protocol. He is mostly, at this point, a reserve. The big injuries, though. How about Antonio Gibson not practicing with the sprains of the foot and knee? I don't think Gibson's going to play. And if he does play, I'm not sure he's going to play much or be himself. This isn't a massive blow so long as Brian Robinson can stay healthy for the full game because he carries the mail at this point anyway. He's your bell cow. And Williams does a nice job between the tackles. Where this can hurt is in some two-minute, four-minute type situations offensively where you're throwing the ball and trying to get Gibson one-on-one with linebackers running some choice routes. I think you could miss him in those sequences where they like to Dump the ball down to him. Benjamin St. Juice did not practice today with an ankle, which is damaging in the secondary. I think he'll play. Uh, remember last week he came back in San Francisco, and the early reports were he came out of the game. 
okay? They need him on the field. I believe he's their best corner. Regardless, he and Fuller as a tandem have been pretty solid here in the second half of the season. And while the Browns don't have a scary collection of wideouts, Amari Cooper is good. And with Deshaun Watson playing in warmer weather than he's gotten in any of the last couple weeks as a starter, the Browns might be able to make a couple plays down the field uh, if they can get him outside the pocket. You need St. Juice playing. They've been at their best this year when he's been at corner against the number one wide receiver. Elsewhere on the injury report, didn't practice. Defensive end James Smith-Williams. Now with Chase Young back, that matters a little bit less, but he's dealing with a concussion, so you're hoping, A, for his health, that he's doing okay, and and B, that he can get back to a point where he can contribute because he's a key player. And then Wes Schweitzer on the inside of that offensive line, who's Look, center guard, he can play both. He's versatile. They need him healthy. And Derek Forrest, a safety who starts for them. Cam Curl wasn't available last week, and so Forrest played a bigger role. He and Schweitzer both have an illness, like a non-COVID illness going on. And there's clearly something going around the team because Chase Young wasn't at the facility sick yesterday. Uh, Now those two guys today weren't available. Curl, by the way, was limited. So was Percy Butler at the safety position. So hopefully... Cam Curl's going to be back. Ron Rivera has made it sound like Curl's going to play. And I think Forrest and Schweitzer, ideally, come Sunday, are going to be just fine. But the players really most important to monitor, I would say, would be in order. St. Just, Antonio Gibson, and maybe James Smith-Williams in that order uh, of the guys that didn't practice today. But let's get to Carson Wentz. We have not seen him start a game since he was at Soldier Field in the win over the Bears in which he only completed 12 passes for 99 yards on a very windy night where he had a broken finger. The game before that, he was 25 of 38, completed 66%, for 359 yards with a couple of touchdowns and a pick. And it could have been a three-touchdown game in a win had he have not thrown a pick at the goal line and rather just scored from a couple yards away at the end of the game. Would have been his best game of the year by far, statistically, I would imagine. What I want to do is figure out what you guys think he's going to look like against the Browns. What are you expecting from Wentz? I want you to call your shot with his stat line, yards, touchdowns, picks. And do you think that they run the ball a bunch and they ask him to be a caretaker a la Heineke, that this is the exact same offense as we've been seeing with Wentz replacing Heineke, or do they open this thing back up? I know there's some thought that at the end of the game against San Francisco when Wentz got onto the field, all they did was throw it. But remember, they were down, and there were basically two garbage-time-type drives where they had to throw it to get back in the football game. So they ran three or four times and passed 16. But we know what the identity of this team is now. We've seen it during the very successful stretch up until the last three weeks that got them into the playoff chase and into a current playoff spot. Before they went tie loss loss, Giants, Giants, 49ers, the formula was working, and they're not going to abandon it. I think it's going to be a heavy Brian Robinson game, and I think Gibson doesn't play, and you see plenty of Williams too, and that those two guys combined for close to or right around 30 carries. And my guess is Wentz ends up throwing the football a little under 30 times. I think he's going to go 17 of... 27 
for 267 yards and a couple of touchdowns with one interception. And I think that they are able to move the ball and make some chunk plays against the Cleveland Browns defense. They had games during the Heineke stretch where he threw for 149, 191, 138, and before being benched against San Francisco when I thought he was really good, he was sitting at 166. Wentz is going to surpass all those outcomes. I, I do think even though they want to be run first, part of why you go back to Wentz is because you want to open up your passing game. You want to be able to use every page in the passing playbook. And you want to involve McLaurin, who Wentz didn't throw it enough too early in the season, and Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel, and get some matchups for those guys that maybe over the last several weeks as a collective, you just haven't been able to. And the one time really when late in games sometimes when they had to throw the ball, when Heineke would come out chucking it, they did occasionally get dots and get Samuel going, but it would take way too deep into some of those games. But let's open up the MGM National Harbor listener lines and hear from you guys next. What do you expect from Carson Wentz? How do you think he's going to play against the Browns? Will he make Ron Rivera look good? And what's his stat line going to look like? 800-636-1067 is the number. That's 800-636-1067. Grant and Danny on the fan. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.
Commanders Browns, FedEx Field, Sunday, 1 o'clock. Washington wins. With a little help, they can clinch. And they don't even have to worry about Week 18. That's the good news. Bad news is they lose if the Lions beat the Bears in Detroit and the Packers top the Vikings, where they're favored right now, at Lambeau Field against Minnesota. Washington's eliminated before Week 18. Gotta have it against Cleveland at home. No reason not to beat the Browns. We said a lot of these same things going into a home game off of a bye against the Giants. And, of course, they lost a tight one to New York and managed all of 12 points on offense. But they got a different quarterback now, and the question is, what are you expecting from Carson Wentz under center? 800-636-1067. I think he plays really well. And it's not as much even about Wentz as it is. I think this is a great matchup. I think they'll be able to run the ball efficiently against the Browns. I don't think Cleveland's going to have an answer for Robinson, who I think is going to average four and a half, five yards a carry. I think he'll have 20 carries for 100 yards. And I believe that that'll set some things up down the field for Wentz. If you tell me right now he's going to have sub 200 yards or over 300, I think it would be over 300 rather than being in the 100s. And if it is that kind of day where he throws for 185 or something, it'll be because they don't need him to throw the ball because they run it enough and successfully and well enough in their defense, get some from short fields maybe. But I just I don't think much of the Browns' defense. I think it's a really good matchup for Wentz. See what you guys think. Matt's in Stafford. What's up, buddy? How are you? Hey, what's going on? Um, funny thing is you got so many longtime listeners. When either of the two of you are away, you can almost hear the other one, like where they would be or what they, you think they would say. Um, I know a lot of people probably experience it. Like you listen to the junkies this morning and you think, you know, it, it was Bickle and you, you could hear where cakes might jump in. But, um, hey, this game, I think it's going to be more like a classic ASC North kind of uh, closely contested, low-scoring type of game. Uh, I think Wentz might have a couple turnovers, but somehow – he might even have a rushing touchdown or something, and they'll get the win. But fans might be thinking, are we really that better off? And do we want Heineke when everything's on the line here? Yeah, I mean, that's look, what I appreciate you, Maddie. Thank you. Uh, I think that if Heineke plays, they beat the Browns. Wentz playing, they'll also beat the Browns. I don't think the difference of the two is sizable. They went to Wentz because he has a great chance to make them look good in the next two games. Against Cleveland at home and then against Dallas, where I think they're going to be resting some starters. There's a chance, by the way, the Cowboys could need the game because if they win and the Eagles lose this weekend, then they're another win with an Eagles loss in Week 18 away from actually stealing the division from Philly. It would take a big collapse. The Eagles, by the way, may not be with... Uh, without. They might be without Jalen Hurts again, and they're probably going to be at home against the Saints. The Cowboys play tonight against the Titans, and they're going to destroy them. Tennessee is starting a quarterback in Josh Dobbs, who's been on their roster for eight days because uh, they think so little of Malik Willis. Let's go to Cedric and Laurel. Hey, Cedric. Hey, how's it going, uh, Grant? I wanted, to make my, I wanted to make my prediction. Yeah, what do you got for Wentz? Yes, sir. I think he goes 21 for 30. Oh, excuse me, 30, uh, 21 for 30, 295 yards, three touchdowns. Ooh. Uh, one rushing attempt that gets him 20 yards off a of read option to um, Brian Robinson. 
and uh, we get the, the Washington W, um, and we lock ourselves in for the playoffs. Um, I also wanted to go back real quick, if I can, to what the, um, the first caller said. He made a great point where he says, Heineke, if it comes down to the, getting a win, he can do that. We have to hope Carson Wentz can do that. But when it comes down to it and everything's up against the wall, Heineke has a way of pulling it out and getting a W or getting us close. So um, I'll listen to you uh, on the radio. I appreciate it. Yeah, he definitely did that plenty. I mean, he didn't do it against Minnesota. Like, sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't, like most quarterbacks. Remember, Wentz in week one, they fell behind against Jacksonville in the fourth quarter, and he threw two touchdowns in the waning minutes of that game. There were dimes. One deep shot to McLaurin on the sideline, and one it dropped in the bucket in the corner of the end zone to Jahan Dotson. So he, he's had some big-time throws late in games when they needed him, too. Let's go to Mitch in Jersey on Grant and Danny. Hey, Mitch. Hey, how you doing, Grant? Happy and healthy New Year to your family. You as well. You got a little boy. My, my grandson is six months, so he's not running like your your son. <laughs> hey, kid. But you mentioned that. And it's a small war, right? Um, I think that Washington's going to win via the run, basically. I think it's going to be like 12 for 20, 198. I'm looking forward to the Sam Howell, and I would love to see Derek Carr come to Washington next year. You have a healthy one, and be safe. Be good, Mitch. Thank you. I want to talk more about Carr at some point. Because I do think he would make a lot of sense for Washington if they end up moving on from Wentz. But the next two weeks are going to determine whether or not they do. If that line is true, that 12 of 20, then this is the exact script for the Heineke-led commanders. It is a run-dominant, don't-ask-the-QB-to-do-much philosophy. And when they have been able to pull that off and follow that game script, they've won a lot of football games. What do you see when you look into the crystal ball for Carson Wentz this weekend against the Browns? 800-636-1067 is the number. I also want to take a look at some of the other really important games with playoff implications as we get ready to kick off week 17 tonight in Nashville. You're listening to Grant and Danny. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. 
Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.